0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Luke Nelson. The Tin Woodman of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 11. Ginger's Ranch. As they followed a path down the blue grass hillside, The first house they met the view of the travelers was joyously recognized by the scarecrow bear as the one inhabited by his friend Ginger, so they increased their speed and hurried toward it. On reaching the place, however, they found the house deserted. The front door stood open, but no one was inside. In the garden surrounding the house were neat rows of bushes bearing cream puffs and macaroons, some of which were still green, but others ripe and ready to eat. Farther back were fields of caramel, and all the land seemed well cultivated and carefully tended. They looked through the fields for the girl farmer, but she was nowhere to be seen. Well, finally remarked the little brown bear, let us go into the house and make ourselves at home. That will be sure to please my friend Ginger, who happens to be away from home just now. When she returns, she will be greatly surprised. Would she care if I ate some of those ripe cream puffs? asked the green monkey. No, indeed. Ginger is very generous. Help yourself to all you want, said the scarecrow bear. So Woot gathered a lot of cream puffs that were golden yellow and filled with sweet creamy substance and ate until his hunger was satisfied then he entered the house with his friends and sat in a rocking chair just as he was accustomed to do when a, a boy the canary perched herself upon the mantel and daintily plumed her feathers the tin owl sat on the back of another chair the Scarecrow squatted on the, his hairy haunches in the middle of the room. I believe I remember the girl Ginger remarked the canary in her sweet voice. She cannot help us very much except to direct us on our way to Glinda's castle, for she does not understand magic, but she's a good girl, honest and sensible, and I'll be glad to see her. All our troubles said the owl with a deep sigh arose from my foolish resolve to seek Nimi-Ami, and make her Empress of the Winkies. And while I wished to reproach no one, I must say that it was Woot the Wanderer who put the notion into my head. Well, for my part I'm glad he did, responded the canary. Your journey resulted in saving me from the giantess, and had you not traveled to the Upe Valley, I would still be Mrs. Youpe's prisoner. It is much nicer to be free, even though I still bear the enchanted form of a canary bird. Do you think we shall ever be able to get our proper forms back again? asked the green monkey earnestly. Polychrome did not make reply at once to this important question, but after a period of thoughtfulness she said, I have been taught to believe that there is an antidote for every magic charm, yet Mrs. Yuke insists that no power can alter her transformations. I realize that my own fairy magic cannot do it, although I have thought that we sky fairies have more power than is accorded to earth fairies. The Yukahoo magic is admitted to be very strange in its workings and different from the magic usually practiced, but perhaps Glinda or Ozma may understand it better than I. In them lies our only hope. Unless they can help us, we must remain forever as we are. A canary bird on a rainbow wouldn't be so bad, asserted the tin owl, winking and blinking with his te- round tin eyes. So if you can manage to find your rainbow again, you ha- need to have little to worry about. "'That's nonsense,' friend Chopper exclaimed Woot. "'I know just how Polychrome feels. "'The beautiful girl is much superior to a yellow bird, "'and a boy, such as I was, far better than a green monkey. "'Neither of us can be happy again unless we recover our rightful forms.' "'I feel the same way,' announced the stuffed bear." What do you suppose my friend the patchwork girl would think of me if she saw me wearing this beastly shape? She'd laugh till she cried, admitted the tin owl. For my part, I'll have to give up the notion of marrying Nimmie but I'll try not to let that make me unhappy. If it's my duty, I'd like to do my duty, but if magic prevents me getting married... I'll flutter along all by myself and be just as contented. Their serious misfortunes made them all silent for a time, and as their thoughts were busy in dwelling upon the evils with which fate had burdened them, none noticed that Ginger had suddenly appeared in the doorway and was looking at them in astonishment. The next moment her astonishment changed to anger, For there in her best rocking chair sat a green monkey. A great shiny owl perched upon another chair, and a brown bear squatted upon her parlor rug. Ginger did not notice the canary, but she caught up the broomstick and dashed into the room, shouting as she came, Get out of here, you wild creatures! How dare you enter my house! With a blow of her broom she knocked the brown bear over, the tin owl tried to fly out of her reach and made a great clatter with his tin wings. The green monkey was so startled by the sudden attack that he sprung into the fireplace where there was fortunately no fire and tried to escape by climbing up the chimney. But he found the opening too small and so was forced to drop down again. Then he crouched trembling in the fireplace his pretty green hair all blackened with soot and covered with ashes. From this position, Woot watched to see what would happen next. "'Stop, Ginger, stop!' cried the brown bear, when the groom again threatened him. "'Don't you know me? I'm your old friend, the Scarecrow.' "'You're trying to deceive me, you naughty beast! I can see plainly that you are a bear, and a mighty poor specimen of a bear, too,' retorted the girl." That's because I'm not properly stuffed, he assured her. When Mrs. Upe transformed me, she didn't realize I should have more stuffing. Who is Mrs. Upe? inquired Ginger, pausing with the broom still upraised. A giantess in the Gillikin country. Oh, I begin to understand. And Mrs. Upe transformed you? You are really the famous scarecrow of Oz? "'I was, Ginger. Just now I'm as you see me, "'a miserable little brown bear with a poor quality of stuffing. "'That tin owl is none other than our dear tin woodman, Nick Chopper, "'the emperor of the Winkies. "'While this green monkey is a nice boy we recently became acquainted with, "'Boot the Wanderer.' "'And I,' said the canary flying close to Ginger, "'am Polychrome, the daughter of the Rainbow.' In the form of a bird. Goodness me, cried Ginger amazed, that giantess must be a powerful sorceress and as wicked as she is powerful. She's a Yooka-hoo," said Polychrome. Fortunately we managed to escape from her castle, and are now on our way to Glinda the Good to see if she possesses the power to restore us to our proper forms. Then I must beg your pardons, all of you must forgive me, said Ginger, putting away the broom. I took you to be a lot of wild, unmannerly animals, as was quite natural. You are very welcome to my home, and I'm sorry I haven't the power to help you out of your troubles. Please use my house and all that I have, as if it were your own. At this declaration of peace, the bear got up on his feet, and the owl resumed his perch upon the chair, and the monkey crept out of the fireplace. Ginger looked at Woot critically and scowled. For a green monkey, said she, you're the blackest creature I ever saw, and you'll get my nice clean room all dirty with soot and ashes. Whatever possessed you to jump up the chimney? I, I was scared, explained Woot, somewhat ashamed. "'Well, you need renovating, and that's what will happen to you right away. "'Come with me,' she commanded. "'What are you going to do?' asked Woot. "'Give you a good scrubbing,' said Ginger. "'Now, neither boys nor monkeys relish being scrubbed, "'so Woot shrank away from the energetic girl, trembling fearfully. "'But Ginger grabbed him by his paw and dragged him out to the back yard.' where, in spite of his whines and struggles, she plunged him into a tub of cold water and began to scrub him with a stiff brush and a cake of yellow soap. This was the hardest trial that Woot had endured since he had become a monkey, but no protest had any influence with Ginger, who lathered and scrubbed him in a businesslike manner, and afterward dried him with a coarse towel. The bear and the owl gravely watched this operation, and nodded approval when Woot's silky green fur shone clear and bright in the afternoon sun. The canary seemed much amused, and laughed a silvery ripple of laughter as she said, Very well done, my good ginger. I admire your energy and judgment, but I had no idea a monkey could look so comical as this monkey did while he was being big. Not a monkey, declared Woot resentfully. I'm just a boy in a monkey's shape, that's all. If you can explain to me the difference, said Ginger, I'll agree not to wash you again. That is, unless you foolishly get into the fireplace. All persons are usually judged by the shapes in which they appear to the eyes of others. Look at me, Woot. What am I? Woot looked at her. You're as pretty a girl as I've ever seen, he replied. Ginger frowned. That is, she tried hard to frown. Come out into the garden with me, she said, and I'll give you some of the most delicious caramels you ever ate. They're a new variety that no one can grow but me, and they have a heliotrope flavor. End of Chapter 11